You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real and filtered conversation on career, family, love, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm Minji Chang, and I'm your host. And this week, flying solo. So welcome to my virtual living room, to my literal closet where I'm recording. And I hope you'll make yourself comfortable because I don't have a guest and it's just you and me. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're a returning customer, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining in on um, this conversation out into the universe. And the reason why I wanted to do this solo episode is that I've reached a new milestone, I suppose, in my personal self-growth. And I got some great feedback about some of the recent solo episodes. So thank you to everyone who texted or messaged, you know, friends, strangers who appreciated those episodes recently. It's really nice to know that it's been striking a nerve, um, hopefully not too painfully, but um, causing some thought. And I hope that everyone had a great Father's Day And it was really great to hear on some of the feedback that people had on my episode about learning how to talk to my father. So if you haven't checked that out, please go back and enjoy um, because it gets deep. So uh, first, actually, first of all, before I head into the topic of today, I wanted to do a special thank you to my Patreon patrons. I have been going through a lot of emotions and thoughts and experiences becoming a freelance artist, leaving behind a full-time job at a nonprofit organization that I adore called Collaboration, and moving into becoming a podcaster, writing, acting, really kind of going 110% into the creative side of me that I've always wanted to venture out into. And so, I don't know, just like, it's been really humbling and really inspiring and motivating for me to have Patreon patrons who engage and who show up to Google Hangouts to give me feedback and just getting to know everybody. It's been phenomenal. If you don't know Patreon, it's an ongoing crowdfunding platform where you can support independent content creators like myself. And so because this is July, this is actually my birthday month and we are fast approaching my birthday, which was actually the launch of this podcast to begin with, which blows my mind. It's absolutely bananas that it was a year ago because it sped by so fast. And I just remember all the anxiety I was feeling at this time last year at the idea of making this podcast idea a reality. So this is a challenge for myself and a celebration of the upcoming milestone. But I wanted to thank my Patreon patrons because seriously, without you, it's not even just about resources and financial you know, sustainability, it's really been a lot more about feeling validated, um, feeling encouraged and feeling like I'm onto something and then I'm providing something of value. So if you're tuning in and if you have anything that you would like to share to support the podcast and launch this into the second year, I've definitely been sitting down and reconfiguring how I want to go about this show. If I want to go into seasons and do 
topics. I've got, again, a lot of this has been provided to me by my Patreon patrons, which I have more one-on-one interaction with, and it's been phenomenal. Um, So if you are interested in supporting me and First of All podcast so that we can move forward and not let this become something that I do once a month, because I'm going to be real with you, it, it can get kind of like mentally taxing to try to get this all put together and like feel like it's worth something and that I'm helping people. But anyways, it's not... Um, about all that, but it's about challenging myself also to ask for what help I need. And so if you are down to support, please become a Patreon patrons. I'm working on, um, some merch that has been a long time coming and that's actually coming to fruition again, provided by the time that I have now of being committed to becoming a full-time creative and, uh, the Google Hangouts has become a monthly thing. It's so much fun. And shout out to all the people who've been showing up to my Google Hangouts. It's so cool. Like, I I don't even know how to describe it. And since it's my birthday month, I also know that I have friends who listen to this podcast. And if you are, um, I don't want drinks. I barely drink alcohol. And people know that about me. Um, and I just want to live and make stuff. So that's my birthday wish that... Uh, I get Patreon patrons so that we can build a community, that we can create content together with feedback directly from fans or supporters of what will be most beneficial and fun and entertaining and creative and exciting to be shared with the world. And also to just, I don't know, keep moving and shaking. And I want to receive and I want to give back a thousandfold. So that's my ask, top of the show. If you're down to become a Patreon patron, please check out patreon.com slash first of all podcast. And yeah, with that, thank you for listening to my call to action, my request at the top of this episode, which is not customary, but it's my challenge for myself. This week's topic is I am enough. And I already get kind of the, I get the feels when I even say that statement because I just got back from an impromptu, last minute, really just kind of, it sounds so dramatic, but it was a little bit of a life-altering experience. I went on a vacation to Hawaii with my parents and my younger brother. Um, Shout out to my big brother who couldn't make it. He's a lawyer and an awesome one and had priorities at home and he couldn't join the family trip before my brother heads off to move up upstate not upstate of the country to Washington um this was like a last minute getaway that my father who I spoke about in the second to last episode that I published decided he just wanted to treat us to which is insane my parents have um really struggled with taking time for themselves for not for the family I feel like we always make time through little things like dinners and you know outings and celebrating holidays but My parents have never been the type to actually step away from work. They always prioritize the store um, with the dry cleaners, and they've always really made sure that we have the roof over our head and the food in our bellies. So they've never taken extended vacations very much. Never is hyperbole. They have, but they're very few and far between. And we certainly haven't flown together anywhere, spent that kind of money, because if we're going to spend that money on a flight, you're going to go away somewhere to spend a significant amount of time at somewhere awesome, right? So it's been about money, it's been about time, and it's about 
getting all of us to be able to coordinate our schedules together so we can all be together. And um, yes, this is pretty a miraculous thing, I would say. And I did the math. And the last time I took a flight vacation with both my parents was when I was 15. So it's been a long time, almost a couple decades. So it was very already in and of itself to be offered was phenomenal. And we spent three and a half days in Waikiki. And that's not that much time. You know, you can spend so much time like people do week, two week vacations. By the way, first of all, I don't even know how you do that because I was going crazy taking three, four days off. I'm also very bad at the vacation concept because, again, I'm not saying this in any pride. It's a problem. I don't know how to disconnect. So it was a challenge for myself to receive my dad's offer um, because he's just like, let's go. You know, the little one, he's going to be moving. We need to spend time together. Life is short. I'm getting old. Let's just go to Hawaii. And my dad's on this whole upward climb out of a really tough time health-wise. And it's really kind of, I don't know, given him a lot of spirit that is really refreshing to see. And he's just like, I want a house in Hawaii. Let's check out houses. Let's check out properties. And that's so great for me to hear because I'm like, damn, Appa, look at you. Like, go on with your bad self planning a property purchase in Hawaii. Like, that's amazing. This is my father who didn't even know what his favorite color was until recently. I still don't even know what his favorite color is because he's never given me a definitive answer. But in any case, that's how the vacation started. We spent some time in Hawaii and, you know, Overall, it was great. My family, we're all very, very different people. Um, and we missed the my big brother and his wife not being there with us. But we definitely, we rolled with the punches and we enjoyed ourselves. We went places. We ate things, um, new things. It was my little brother's first time there. It was my, my third time there. My parents had, um, I think they've been there twice or three times. So it was great. It was really great. And everything kind of... It, it changes when uh, you're an adult and you get to enjoy things. You kind of have a different mindset and a different way of valuing time and quality time together because you realize how scarce it is and how quickly everything goes. So um, not to get too much into detail about all of the itinerary and everything that happened, there were definitely bumps. Um, any vacation requires a lot of logistics. It requires things outside of your control, like weather, traffic, whatever, and, you know, health issues. Someone might get an upset stomach. So we definitely approached some bumps, and there were times, again, I reflected multiple times in this podcast, my dad and I have, we can go easily from being, like, super great to tense and friction very, very quickly. The maturing process has been slow, but I'm very grateful that the last five years or so have, it's like tapered off drastically. So we get along really well, but I'm always very sensitive of if we're going to get into a fight. Not only just because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to put my dad through it. I love my father. I'm not trying to upset him. And I also don't want to create a stressful environment for my family, anybody around us when we're trying to enjoy ourselves. And we paid money to be on this vacation. So there was one point where it did get a little bit annoying. Um, we were all just had spent an extensive amount of time together and things, not everything had been going right. And um, we we're hangry. It's not a good combination. And there was some snapping. Um, 
I did get into an argument with my boyfriend, and I accepted this vacation with the mindset of, I need to get away. This is a challenge for myself to receive my father's offer to just have him fly me out to Hawaii for him to cover the Airbnb and hotel and food and just enjoy. And it was a really hard thing to say yes. I wanted to say yes. I thought very hard and I was like, why can't you just say yes? Say yes, you freaking crazy person. Someone is offering you Waikiki in your lap. Go. Shut up and go. And it was really not that easy for me to say yes. So that was already kind of like setting this the foundation of this internal struggle that I was feeling. And it kind of unraveled with these highs of highs, like being in this gorgeous paradise, being in crystal, like my favorite color, blue water at Lanikai Beach. And shout out to everybody who gave me advice on where to go in Honolulu. It was just so magnificent the sand was like butter it was it was like flour it was so fine and and white and I was just like what is life what am I doing here what is this food like eating poke and you know really trying to savor it so there the, the highs were very high and then I still just was in this funk where I couldn't really fully enjoy it and that bothered that bothered me to no end like I couldn't get over it, and um, it definitely set set myself up. I mean, if that's the underlying feeling within me, it's no surprise. Again, I, I'm understanding this in my 30s. It's no surprise that I'm gonna be primed to fight with my dad, right? I'm so sensitive to everything. I'm so concerned about everything. The thing that went wrong right off the bat was that our Airbnb ended up being kind of a disaster with a super loud barking dog that did not stop for a full hour, the entire hour that we spent there when I was doing so much research and trying to find a place where my parents could relax comfortably in Hawaii on a budget. And um, I was just, I was, I don't know, I was like not relaxed and I was not at ease and I was, I was just not good. You know, so it's not surprised that my dad and I fought. And then that kind of automatically puts me in in a semi downward spiral where I'm like, okay, I got to climb out of this. I got to figure out how to be right. I got to be cool and kind of, again, being critical of myself, which I tend to do a lot and yelling at myself that I'm being an ungrateful brat. This is no time to get in in a fight over food and driving and directions and like getting irritated when this man who never goes on vacation, never likes to drop a ton of money, just dropped a few G's to fly our whole family out to Hawaii. Just suck it up and be quiet. Stop being a brat. So I was already in that mood then, you know, when something out of the out of the blue, right? Because there are other people that interact with you. I'm getting a message from my boyfriend that sets me off the wrong way. I'm already kind of sensitive and in a funk. That just, you know, that didn't make the trip any more pleasant. Then I have to pull myself out of that hole, right? It's kind of like I've fallen into that trap that I usually do. And then I'm I'm working to pull myself out. And then something else kind of knocks me a little bit because I'm already like struggling to get out of the first hole. I feel like I fell back into the hole, but it got dug deeper. So there's a lot of this nonsense going on. And overall, I can say the reason why I choose to say this this vacation was magnificent was because I don't think I came back the same person. Um, 
And it honestly involved a lot of like, honestly, more discomfort and more pain than like I envisioned would be coming from a trip to Honolulu. Uh, not that it didn't have its perfect, wonderful moments. I went kayaking with my family on the water at Waikiki Beach. Like, there are great things, right? But there's also just a lot of turmoil. And that's what brought me to watching YouTube. So I've mentioned mul- multiple times that YouTube is basically my best friend. If I don't know things, I look it up on YouTube. If I don't, I need to learn how to fix things. If I have a question about how something works, um, I like to go to YouTube. I like to watch a video on it. I like to see what content people make. And it's also very inspiring for me as a content creator just to see what kinds of things people put out there. So I listen to meditations, guided meditations, pretty much every day. I'm a huge ASMR fan. I've been listening to ASMR for about five years now. Um, before it was a cool thing. And uh, I want to do a whole podcast episode just on ASMR and stress relief because, oh my God, I think it, it really has saved my life. So I constantly have a news feed, like my YouTube news feed is full of these meditations, self-help. Um, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. I listen to different lectures on on business strategy, on success, on law of attraction, on, you know, how to deal with past traumas. All of these things very much feed my brain and my heart to then come back on this podcast and share. But one of the videos that popped up was a video, and the title was, quote, Why All Our Insecurities Come From This One Thing. And that title definitely grabbed my attention right off the bat. And the speaker was this woman named Marissa Peer. And she's actually a best-selling author. She's a motivational speaker. And she's a very, she's like a leading celebrity therapist I appreciate that she's not just walking around dropping celebrity names, but she does, through her stories, imply that these people that she treats through her therapy are quite wealthy, influential. Um, Wealth kind of being a key common denominator. Um, And she's also a hypnotherapist. So her clip of why all our insecurities come from this one thing was something from this thing called Awesomeness Fest. I did not look that up, so I don't know very much more about what this conference or this festival was about. But she basically, it's like a six-minute clip. If you guys want to check it out, I encourage you to, because listening to this this little clip, it made a lot of random parts of my brain come together and click. Um, Things that I had been bothered by, things that I had argued with, my boyfriend about things that I had um, been feeling towards my father, things that I've been stressing over and just kind of floating about in me in this really unsettling way. It all made sense. It's just simple. She basically, it's a story about her treating one of her patients who's phenomenally wealthy an award-winning, I think, actor or filmmaker, just a celebrity of some sort in the film industry who has, you know, a car full of Porsches and and Maseratis and things like that and just so unhappy and so miserable and complaining about everything. He hates his house. He hates his neighbors. He hates his car. He hates the awards that he's won because it raises expectations. He's just like this crotchety, grumpy old man. And she looks at him, and the one thing that she tells him, she's like, I know what's wrong with you. This is like her signature thing because she doesn't like to spend too much time diving when she doesn't need to. She can identify what it is. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, what's wrong with me? 
Like, I've met with other people. Like, what are you going to tell me that I don't know? And she tells him, like, you don't think you're enough. And she keeps talking after that. But when I heard her say that, it's so simple and it's so duh. And the reality is I've heard that concept before of, like, I'm not enough. And, like, I've talked about it on this podcast. But I, I suppose it's, like, finding the right message to to answer the questions that are rolling around in your mind or the issues that are rolling in your mind, they kind of meet at this really opportune moment where it makes sense, right? And I feel like that's what happened. This was about two days ago or a day ago. I have no sense of time. And I started crying. And because um, she went on and she said, I want to challenge you to say to yourself in the mirror, Again, not the first time I heard this recommendation, but to say to yourself in the mirror, I'm enough. To say it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Say it to yourself when you're driving. Say it to yourself when you're showering. Say it to yourself while you're cooking or when you're working out or whatever it is that you're doing. When you're going to bed, say, I'm enough. And so what she went ahead and did in his house, she covered all his uh, mirrors with, I'm enough. She wrote on his mirrors, um, on his window, to remind him. So whether he wanted to say it out loud enough, he would at least see it. And I was like, kind of unraveled by the simplicity of this. And then, of course, my brain's just going into all the ways I knew that this was true. How much I don't believe that I'm good enough at anything. How much I strive for productivity, staying busy, um getting validations of any kind, whether that's social media, words from, you know, somebody I'm dating, words from strangers, words from, not even words, just, you know, the like, the little heart. When you get that notification, man, like we're living on that, man. That's that drug of you matter, right? Somebody thinks that what you posted, what you said, how you look, what you wore is is cool, is great, is likable. And it just, like mess with my head it kind of broke a dam so in this concept of I'm not enough you know I kind of want to I'm just I spent a lot of time kind of building up to how I realized this and I actually really just challenge everybody listening to really think on that how much that plays out in our lives how much that one concept, that one idea of I'm not enough influences everything that we do. Because when you're coming from a place of, of negativity, of lesser than, of unworthiness, again, it's, I feel redundant because I've said it before, but it's just feeling like I'm never going to be good enough. I didn't feel like I was good enough for my dad to like treat to a vacation. I'm like, what the hell have I done? Especially in the last couple months where I had all these plans for booking gigs and auditioning every day and writing every day. And I know for a fact I haven't abided by the goals that I had set for myself. Um, You know, I don't know, just a lot of things like... Even like being in different relationships, 
dating wise, professionally, with friends, feeling like I've neglected people, that I've mistreated them, that I've been overly judgmental, that I've been harsher than I need to, not being compassionate enough, um, not communicating enough. I mean, if you need me to, guys, I can spend another five hours listing out all the ways that I have royally messed up in the last week because I can I catalog them. You guys, I cataloged the last three plus decades. I can tell you at any instance, you give me a scenario and I'll tell you how I messed it up. I'll tell you what was good about it too, but I can very clearly tell you how I failed or how I fell short, how, and I do that with my humor. Um, and I don't think there's anything really wrong. I think self-deprecating humor is, is really funny, especially when it's done wittily, but that's like my cop out. That's my go-to. I have had a really hard time receiving compliments. I should, I used to think that when people, I had such a complex and a lot of body image and self-image issues since I was a little kid, that when people complimented me as a grown woman, there was a part of me that appreciated it and like was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like that feeling of gratitude. And the other part of me didn't believe them. Not only did I not believe them, I felt insulted by them. Like they were making fun of me. That's the depth of which I like was like, no, I'm ugly. What are you talking about? How can you even say that about me? That's really mean that you would tell me I'm pretty when I know that I'm not. You're a messed up person. That's how deep it would go. And I feel so embarrassed like putting that out in the world and admitting that on on air. But that's how I have been in a lot of instances. And it's been an ongoing process of figuring out why and then also practicing my way out of it. And that is the exhausting part because at this point in my life, I'm too old and tired to care about a lot of things in general, even if I do feel ugly. I just genuinely don't care as much as I used to in my 20s. So anyone that's younger than 30, there is hope. The older you get, you just don't have time or energy to care that much, which is great. But then on the other hand, if I do care, I would like to care with compassion and I would like to care with kindness and decency that I can practice on myself and to other people. So that's where this whole I'm enough phrase came to mean so much because something clicked again when I heard this this little video and what I did was I was so fed up. I was just like I spent four days in Hawaii and about 50% of that I was miserable and I was like I've had enough of this. I've had enough enough, 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 enough. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want my eye bags to get darker. I don't want to have stress acne anymore. I don't want to lose sleep over this. I don't want to fight with people that I know that I love and care about. I want to be productive. I don't want to waste half my days not getting stuff done because I'm so up in my head about how I'm going to mess it up and fearing how it's not going to amount to anything. I'm literally sabotaging myself with this annoying, invasive, persistent, stupid belief that I'm not enough. It's just I'm done, right? Um, So I took her up on that challenge and I was like, that's a really great freaking idea because I know that there are certain things in my life that assisted me to go when my mind and my, my feelings weren't even there, right? Your body gets on a clock sometimes. There are certain, you know, it's like the, I don't even know, Pavlovian thing. Like there's a cue and there's a reaction. There's a cause and effect. You do, you, you 
you tell you know your body to do something just because it's automatic, and then you go, and it happens, right? So I was like, okay, if she's saying that this works, if she's saying that if you do this, that it will help you, and she's giving all these anecdotes of these massively successful people who had everything material and had all these accolades and had all these things that people just struggle and vie for every freaking day and that we see examples of day and like literally on a moment-to-moment basis of greed and corruption and just dishonesty and not being kind to your fellow human this is some serious stuff that we need to address Right. You're talking about the like the one percent of the one percent who have everything that everybody else wants and they're not even happy. They're committing suicide. They're wallowing in depression. They are, you know, gambling all of their money away when that money could be used to, like, save people's lives, to make people's lives safer and healthier and more comfortable and and more benevolent. Right. Like they're not even spending on it. They're spending it on Porsches that don't even fill that void that's so freaking huge and it grows every day. Right. So I was like, fine, if you're going to say that you're you're telling this, telling me all these stories and it worked for that person, it's worth it for me to give a shot. So what I did was I took my dry erase marker and I wrote on my full length mirror, which I look in every day after I get dressed and in the morning because I, you know, check myself out (laughs) as soon as I wake up because that's when I'm the skinniest. That's when I'm like feeling myself again. So sad. But like, I'm like, ooh. It's like the one time a day, even with the puffy eyes and like no makeup, I'm like, you look good, girl. And then the rest of the day, I'm like, why? Why did you eat? Why do you look like that? Why do you slouch? Blah, blah, blah. Put it on my full length mirror. I put it on my bathroom mirror where I wash my face, brush my teeth. I spend a significant amount of time in front of that mirror as well, more than my full length. And um, I came outside in my room and I put it on my vanity, which is where I do my makeup. And then final piece, so I did those three, and then the final piece was like, I'm putting this this mofo on my phone. I want to put it on my phone. I spend most of my time looking my, at my phone, checking my uh, many different alerts and notifications. And if I'm going to do that, I'm putting my wallpaper to say I am enough. And I did that. And it's been 24 hours, guys. And this shit works. <laughs> It's not an overnight transformation, but it works. Um, because I've already been doing a lot of work. Maybe it's that final, maybe final, maybe it's not final, but it's it's a key piece in being a reminder to look at it and to remember that like when I wrote that, it's because I care about myself to help myself to put that reminder And it was written with love. It was written with determination. It was written with a lot of good things that I like about myself. And it was was kind of a white flag desperation. Like, I need help. So I'm literally going to write this stuff on my mirror to remind myself. It was all those things. But, like, when I see it, I say it. And then even if it's in my head, and there's still moments now that I, I still, I'm in this really fragile place, but I feel really emotional. And I'm not saying that'll be the case for you. Um, maybe it'll take a long time, but I think that having these cues, having these reminders, having these, uh, what are, you you call it a reward or just a prompt to make you take a half second to remind yourself or to convince yourself or to tell yourself like, I'm enough. I, I, I'm enough because I'm a person because 
I have good intentions because I don't want to harm other people. I'm enough because I get up out of my bed every day and there's all these challenges and I still get up and I do things. I'm a good person because, you know, if you're a religious person, faithful person, a person of faith, you can say, I'm I'm enough because God loves me. I, I'm enough because I have friends who care about me. I'm enough because even in my worst, like there is someone out there who cares about me. Even if that person's a stranger, I am enough. And it's crazy how that can snowball into giving you some semblance of ease. And I think that's what I really needed. I needed to ease up on myself. I needed to back off. Like if I had removed that inner voice, that negative inner voice and put them as a physical existence outside of my body and I was talking to myself the way that I do in my head, I would kick her ass. (laughs) I would like, excuse you, you need to stop running your mouth. You need to be kind to her, to everyone, to yourself, like back off. That's what I would say to that person because it's vicious sometimes. And even if it's not vicious, it's just counterproductive. Like what is it accomplished by being so negative, right? Um, so that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I wanted to challenge and share this. It's a celebratory moment for me to, in a short amount of time, have a really significant change of heart I guess and change of mind like both both my mind and my heart feel like they've made a turn you know and I'm not saying this is the end all be all it's not after this everything's gonna be peachy keen but I think I have a gut feeling I'm a cancer I am very intuitive borderline psychic but I know that this is an important thing for me to realize it's an important practice for me to begin this is the beginning of some major headway in terms of this struggle to be productive, but to be efficient and to be abundant and to be effective, to make impact. I I know in my gut, in my heart, in my mind that reminding myself of the ways that I am enough will help me move forward because I feel like I've been so paralyzed with doubt and negativity and sadness and despair and judgment and anger, a lot of those things have been weighing me down. They've been slowing me down. And there's one thing I really don't like is anything or anyone who slows me down. Not a fan. I like to go. And I want to go effectively. I want to go joyfully. I want to go with people I love. I want to go with impact If I say something, I want it to be something that builds people up. Even if it's something that's hard to hear for myself or anybody else, I want to do that with love. I want to do that with the intent of building up. Um, And sometimes that requires a calling out of where we're at. You know, we just got to recognize where we're at. I hope that me sharing this reflection has, has been healing and, you know, motivating, inspiring, entertaining, (laughs) something, something positive. I hope that it was something positive for you. And what I want to ask anyone who's listening, really do take the time and see how you feel if you just say it like five, ten times to yourself. See, like pay attention to how your body changes, how you can relax, how you can breathe a little bit easier. And it might feel silly, but just try it, right? And 
See what happens if you give those cues. You know, the wallpaper is hella cute, right? The internet has everything. It's like a cute font. It fits my aesthetic. I found one that is is cute, you know, like I'm happy to open it. And I I did a little calligraphy, like I wrote on my mirrors. And so there, I dotted it with a heart, cheesy stuff like that. Things that I like uh, for myself. It was like a little treat to remind myself, to love myself, to be easy and It's not to ever remove accountability or responsibility, which I think I equated being easy on myself meant like, oh, then you're going to be lazy and not take responsibility, not keep yourself accountable. I don't think those two things are the same thing. Um, Easing up on myself means I can see myself clearly. I don't have to be locked down in negativity. I can move forward with eyes wide open and with a clear mind and heart. I think that's really what I want. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people want. I think that is part of being happy and being joyful and um just appreciating life you know it's it's not meant we're not meant to be here to suffer all day every day i'm korean y'all like i swear suffering and i grew up baptist christian like i feel like my main lessons were like how to endure suffering (laughs) so there's a there's a purpose behind suffering and there's a purpose behind enduring and there's also a purpose behind relaxing and enjoying life and just appreciating and basking in it and loving it and loving yourself and then loving other people. If I could ease up on myself, man, I'm just thinking of how I could replay Hawaii, how much more chill it would have been, how much things would have rolled off my back. I'm not beating myself up about it. I just reflected. I was like, man, if I had done this prior to this trip, I think I could have said yes quicker and easier to my dad. I think I could have made decisions on the... the hotel and airbnb situation quicker like i kept critiquing the crap out of every choice i was making i was like that's not good enough like oh why would you do that oh and then and then when things went awry which i i could not have prepared for that they went wrong they went south but it wasn't my fault i was blaming myself i was like damn i messed up this whole vacation my dad just spent all this money and i just and my mom and my dad they're like in their 60s they just flew out like six hours to be here and waited all day for me to get there because the rental car. And I was already pissed at myself that I didn't put the rental car in their name because they landed earlier and they had to wait for me for like six hours till I could pick them up in the rental car. They're just like taking taxis and Ubers. I just felt so bad. I was like, wow, I'm totally inconveniencing my parents. That was literally how I started my vacation, this like getaway. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, man, like going back, I was... This could have been a whole different trip. This could have been a very different experience. I don't think I would have felt the same guilt. I don't think I would have been as on edge or testy. I don't think I would have fought with my dad or been, like, irritated with him. I don't think I would have fought with my boyfriend. And, like, like I take responsibility for that because there are points where I could have walked away from that fight. And I was, already, I was just, like, you know, downward spiraling. <laughs> so... No regrets, though, because I appreciate that I had to be in a place of paradise and be miserable to reflect and to analyze and then come to that conclusion because I think this is an important moment for me. And if you think that this episode can be helpful to anybody else um, and anybody else who needs to hear that they're enough, you know, like if it's someone in your family or friends, a coworker, your lover... (laughs) your partner share it you know um and please give me feedback i want to hear if it helps like i genuinely want to know if that's one of the most 
important things for me is that I share things or conversations, not just things that I share from my thoughts, but bringing other people into the fold to reflect on a lot of things that all of us go through in some version. And so if we can help one another and um, you guys can help me by giving me feedback and sharing and whatnot, it's, I think, one little thing at a time will help each other heal and feel more right with ourselves and therefore right with the world. And God knows we need it. I need it. I definitely need it. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of First of All. Um, this is kind of, uh, it's been, I think, a really intense like couple months because I've been freelancing. I've been like having episodes about learning to talk to my father, dealing with anxiety, how to deal with the struggle that is 2018. So it's been kind of, I'll admit, it's been a bit of a downer, but they're real and I'm not apologizing for it. Those are the real things that I've been dealing with and I just want to reflect on in the moment when they're the most raw and the most fresh. But um, I'm really excited because there's some great episodes that are coming up. I'm scheduling some sit-down conversations to record with a few friends. It's going to be great. Um, A mix of, of course, insightful and deep and profound, but highly entertaining. I cannot wait for these episodes and I hope that you'll tune in. Uh, Some of the episodes that are coming up, one or maybe two, probably three, are going to be about dating. Um, One is about hookup culture. One is about defining the relationship, the DTR conversations, how people even go about that these days. Um, One is going to be with a good friend who he started his own podcast. Shout out to Tom. Check it out. I forgot the name of it, so my bad. But uh, Tom will be a guest uh, talking. We're going to talk about fuckboys. It's going to be great. I already just know. Tom has a lot of insight that I cannot wait to pick his brain. And um, I have a lot, some artist friends, some YouTubers, some people that I know uh, want to talk about their life, living, literally living on social media, the truth behind that, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and our lives being addicted to our phones and things like that. The good, the bad, the ugly. There's a lot of good stuff coming our way. And, of course, we're approaching the one-year celebration milestone of First of All. So I am so grateful to everyone tuning in. Stay tuned. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Leave me a little note. Um, You don't have to leave it publicly. You can also email me at firstofallpod at gmail.com. I love, love, love hearing from people and understanding how um, you respond to it. And don't be a stranger, especially... If you're not in America, I have I have quite a few people who listen from outside of the States, and I'm just so curious as to what your situation is, what you're going through, and how you found this podcast, and what you think about it. Like, I'm just so curious. So shout out to all the international listeners. Uh, would love to hear from you. And you can find, first of all, podcasts on Google Play. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else that you find podcasts. It is my honor, my privilege, my joy to share these thoughts with you. And thank you to Marvin Yue, my rock, my podcast king, um, who is my audio engineer producer. Thank you to Aquafina for providing the theme song to this podcast, Yellow Ranger. Keep killing it, girl. You're doing so great. And shout out to the Potluck Podcast, which is a podcast collective of Asian American storytellers. An honor to be among so many talented, funny, witty podcasters out there. Check it out. They're amazing. Um, I love the stories that we're getting to share through this medium. So, also, I want to take recommendations. You know what I'm saying? Help a girl out. I hope that you have a blessed week. Be happy. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye.